Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Leadership Lean In, where we lean in to the subject of leadership. We are not experts. Someone was asking me recently, do you do Leadership Lean In because you're so good at leadership? And the answer to that is no. The answer is we just want to get better. We want to get better at our leadership. And um, we believe anything that you lean into leans back into you. And so uh, we want to do our best to get as much knowledge, as much information, as much understanding. The reality is, is that all of us make decisions out of our understanding. What you understand, then you can decide. And so we are bringing in guests and talking about important subjects on the matter of leadership. And I think you're really going to like today's episode. By the way, uh, if you can get online and make sure on YouTube or on iTunes, uh, subscribe so you don't miss an episode, comment, let us know what you thought about it. If you loved it, uh, let us know. If you didn't like it, we'd love to hear how we can improve and we want to do our best to create a platform and a discussion for all of us to get better as leaders. One of my favorite sayings is that when the leader gets better, everybody gets better. And so we're going to get better today. We have some special guests on the episode today. I don't know if it, I don't ever know if I should call it a podcast or an episode. <laughs> but on today's program, like make up your mind, man. Is it a program, an yeah, episode or a podcast? Works. On the episode program today, we have uh, one of my favorite people, Drew Smith, is with us today. He leads the worship at our church and is a terrific leader, and uh, he's going to be talking to us about relationships. That's the subject matter today. And then I have a couple that is on. So, you know, Drew can kind of say whatever he wants today because his <laughs> wife's not here. She's about to have a baby. These guys... Well, they're on the hot seat. I'm in the hot seat. Let's be honest. Uh -oh. on the hot seat. Are you kidding me? Roman party. and Erica Bosco. Yeah. Erica, who we glowingly refer to at Leadership Lean In as our Sissony, who is, <laughs> that's a joke for all the Ryan Seacrest fans out there. I feel like my joke just bombed. Yeah. But Erica is our reoccurring guest. You, you've kind of played your, yourself into like a, a reoccurring role. Yeah. I was You're trying to think of... You are the co-host. Yeah. What are other, I'm trying to think of other programs where someone like just kind of was reoccurring that all of a sudden it was like, wow, they're there all the time. <laughs> uh, Catherine, Catherine Schwarzenegger was telling me the other day, she stopped by the Today Show and they were like, hey, I think it'd be really cool, you know, if you just got on, you know, you're, everybody'd love it, you know, because yeah. you're here with your mom and she did so well, they brought her back and I was like, you know what's going to happen here? You're going to have a reoccurring yes, role she is. like Erica Bosco, <laughs> Roman, Thanks this is you. your first time. Proud of you, babe. Uh, yeah, we're so <laughs> proud of you as a family. <laughs> but um, thank you so much for coming on, Roman, who is a massive creative genius, in my personal opinion, and has been such a huge part of uh, branding our church, marketing our church, social media of our church, merch of our church, and uh, is a great husband. And that's why he's here on today's Leadership Lean In. All right, so today's subject matter is and we're having a conversation around the idea of relationships probably one of the most important subjects uh, to talk about uh, whether you are single or married I always think it's interesting when we talk about relationships a lot of people immediately think of single people mm -hmm. but the reality is is that our life is filled with relationships right. yeah. I have a relationship with my wife I have a relationship with my children I have a relationship with my parents and the goal is obviously to have healthy relationships. One of the things we always talk about is that you cannot have healthy relationships if you're not healthy. Right. Mm -hmm. Healthy relationships are made up of healthy individuals. I think that's why we're always trying to get better as leaders is because as I really focus on my health, it affects my whole world. Yep. Yeah. My self-view, which determines how I can interact with others. Yeah. So when it comes to relationships, uh, Druda... That's one of my favorite nicknames <laughs> to call you. Hey, people that are tuning in, one of the best nicknames we have discovered in a while is Drew to Smith. Yeah. Uh, Drew, you and your wife, by the way, congrats. You guys are going to have a Thank baby you. here in, mm, this pretty week. soon. This Quick. week. Woo! Quick. Hey. Baby number one. Yeah. Are you so excited? So excited. Yeah. Life it's starts insane. when you have your first baby. Here we go. 
<laughs> <laughs> so you you guys got married when you were how old? You and your wife? We got married young. We we were uh, high school sweethearts, so we got married at eighteen. Wow, that is and, awesome. And uh, yeah, how far after uh, you graduated from high school did you get married? Like how many months? We uh, it's kind of I mean. I was homeschooled, so like. <laughs> he was, I was really dancing around. was taking so long because like, I'm like in my head, I'm like, this graduation's the, June, bro. That was amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, like it's just got to be like technically a couple months. Technically yeah. a couple was months, amazing. but I mean, really, that was, <laughs> that was the most homeschool Arkansas yeah. moment I've had oh with my you right God. there. Oh. That was just, amazing. Arkansas. Got a, got a, <laughs> you know, got a pause for a moment or two. Oh, so you get married at 18 years old. And when you got married, were you just thinking like, wow, <laughs> what just happened? She had me, man. Yeah, we, I don't know. We just, we've, uh, we met in junior high and just kind of dated all through high school and, and uh, just, yeah, she was the one, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let's not, let's not let's go with, I guess. She was the one. Taylor, you're the period. one. Period. Taylor the one. is the one. Yeah. Um, that's amazing. So you guys have been married um, for how many years total then? Five years five years. Yep. And um, I, I would like to kick off our conversation around this idea because I think uh, one of the things that makes healthy relationships and one of the keys to all relationships is the power of forgiveness, mm. yeah. especially in the context of marriage. How have you had to learn how to forgive? And, and what are some keys that you have applied to your marriage to go, I, 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 you know, cause the person that can hurt you the most is the person that's closest yeah. to you the most. Mm. And a lot of times that one of the keys to a great relationship is going like, I refuse to hold on to offense. I refuse to, you know, keep what the Bible says, love keeps record of no wrongdoing. Mm. How, how have you five years in been, been able to maneuver and, and, and work through forgiveness? <sighs> Trial and error, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it takes time. It takes, I think, um, you know, we've been together for a long time. You know, we've been married for five years, dated for four years before that. So we just, we kind of really know, knew each other for a really long time. So I think, um, you know, we grew really close and I think you kind of, the more you learn the person, the more you realize, oh, like we really support each other in these other ways where yeah. you might have a weakness, I might have a strength, where I yeah. might be more patient, you might not be, or, or you know, in, in different areas of our relationship and our marriage, I think we've really found like, um, you know, specific areas, like I'm going to be more patient in this area because mm -hmm. I know this is something I think when you learn somebody and you really are, really are um, building that relationship and you're becoming more intimate and closer in that relationship, I think you make space and you make room for that person to grow in certain areas. Mm. Um, and that's been a big thing I think for us is, is recognizing those things. Um, and not just being forgiving, but helping, you know, push each other to grow. And, you know, she's helped me grow more than any, anybody in the entire world. Sure. This is the, you know, this obviously marriage is the, the biggest key relationship that pushes me to grow. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think, you know, her supporting me in the areas and, and calling me out sometimes and, yeah. and, and, uh, being forgiving in the moments that, that I need it and vice versa. I think that's, mm. that's been everything. Yeah. 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 Taylor strikes me as like one of the kindest people in the whole world. She's very godly. She's very yeah. sweet. Um, I can't imagine her getting upset at you because you are also such a kind person. I don't really do anything wrong. So. You don't ever do anything. You don't ever make mistakes. We don't really fight. Yeah. But I can really, you know, get a visual of you getting upset with her, like saying oh. that, you know, like what? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I think that um, the reality is, is that when you throw two humans together. Yeah with their unique makeup and their unique background is that there's going to be some things that you got to work through. And, uh, I always feel like marriages do well when you, when you do what you just said, you go, mm -hmm. there's a room for you to grow yeah. here. I'm not going to hold you at the yeah. place that you are. Right. I'm going to believe in the person I see you becoming. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's the key we've, you know, we've talked and we've, we've, you know, said we're here to build each other up and we're here to recognize and, and grow together yeah. and, and find those things where we want to be better down the road than we are now. And yeah. to do right. that, we have to find those things and be honest and be in caring and forgive, uh, forgiving and gentle in the way mm -hmm. that we talk to each other and communicate with each other. And, and we see the best in each other. We see the potential and where we That's can. Huge. Yeah. yeah, it's huge. You know, and, and if you lose that belief, that vision, right. that ability to see the good 
then that's when I think people start getting really negative mm-hmm. and critical yeah. mm-hmm. and seeing one of my favorite quotes on relationships is constant criticism creates constant insecurity. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Isn't that the truth? So when true. someone's always criticizing you, it just makes you insecure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the internet. That's, that's social media. <laughs> yeah. When someone's always criticizing you, it makes yeah. you feel insecure. You, the place that you should feel the safest to be your real self mm-hmm. and not have to decorate your life. And, you know, right. we live in a society of a lot of image management where I'm managing an image. My safest relationship is with my wife. Yeah. yeah. The, 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 my guard is down and this is the real me. Yeah. yeah. And, and I'm accepted for who I really am. That, yeah. I mean, th- that's how I can really grow. Right. Um, we talk about all the time, your authentic, your, your, uh, authority is in your authenticity. Mm-hmm. That's all of your relationships. Mm-hmm. The authority that you have in your relationships at home, especially with your spouse, it comes from being authentic, from yeah. being real. And so that, that, that is so well said. And you, I can see that out of you guys that you believe in each other yeah. and champion each other. I love that. Now you guys is the same. I love that about you guys that you believe in him yeah. and, and he believes in you. And, um, you're, you're, you're one of my favorite Russians. Uh, thank you. <laughs> Even though you are Ukrainian. Ukrainian, but Roman the Russians. It just sounds good. Close nine. And so h- how about you guys? So you guys have been married now six, six years. Six years. Mm-hmm. That was a great wedding. Yeah. You got married in Seattle. Yeah. Yes. Right. Kind of close to where, um, the head of Starbucks is. Yes. Yeah. Like down Star- the street. Yeah. Starbucks mm-hmm. headquarters. Which, so, you know, it's blessed. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> it's a blessed union. <laughs> <laughs> How good. how have you guys uh, had to work through and learned how to forgive? Yeah. Some people just like forgive and forget. It's yeah. Like, I always marvel at them. How do you do that? Yeah. Others, it's like, I got to really work and make the decision. Yeah. How have you guys grown in that, in the area of forgiveness? Um, well, I think, I think forgiveness is sometimes a process. Sometimes it's really quick. Sometimes yeah. it's really easy, but I think kind of what Drew said a little bit, but always remembering the best in the person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, I think to me, the biggest thing is remembering where I'm at. Like, I think, mm. you know, you were saying like the person that can hurt you the most is the person that's closest to you. Yeah. And I think when we're really close to each other, we can get comfortable and then mm. our perspective can start to get kind of, uh, we could lose perspective on who we first married. So I think like wow. always realizing number one, who am I? Where am I coming from? Like, I'm a flawed person. Yeah. I I need forgiveness. I need that extra measure of grace all the time. And then at the same time, never getting comfortable with who yeah. you decided to spend the rest of your life with. Because right. that security of that relationship also can allow you to say things that you wish you would never say. Yeah. And stuff yeah. like that. So I think, yeah, I think married six years, like knowing I need forgiveness all the time first. Yeah. yeah. And always reminding myself on who I am and and always remembering erica completely at her best because you do get to see all sides of a person yeah yeah. sure and that relationship is so special i don't think there's there is no other relationship like that right but always remembering erica at her best Mm -hmm. and knowing where i'm at where i need grace where i need forgiveness as well and then believing and championing the best yeah that's so good so it's like also the forgiving part but also just like doubling down on the encouragement like you're better you're you're amazing you got this like yeah um, I, I forgot what we were talking. We were talking. We recently saw a post on Instagram. One of our friends posted about kids and how it takes them like three hours to recover from like a parent lashing out on them or something like that. Mm. So they can be fine like 30 seconds later, but actually like their mood doesn't change for three hours. And they're talking about how if you do a correction uh, or give a correction to a child, how, how much more positive things you have to say yeah great and i think that's like also that's the part that i'm getting at the forgiveness i think is like a decision it's not so much a feeling sometimes you might not feel like forgiving but Mm. making that decision and then also doubling down on like i'm gonna encourage the heck out of you like i'm just gonna tell you you're amazing because i know in this point nobody wants to hear anything else because we know when we mess up right we know when I always think there's there's no worse guilt than parent guilt, yeah. And there's no worse guilt than like letting your spouse yeah. down, yeah. Yeah. Where it's Very like true. you didn't like leave the party on time with them, or you didn't text them back in time, or you didn't. I remember in Julie and I in our first year of marriage, 
I'll never forget one time I was still I was paying the bills then what was I what were we thinking wow. this is how this is like three months into marriage and I forgot to pay the water bill oh no so she comes home one day and she couldn't take a shower because because I, I had forgotten to pay the water bill and I'm like well the bills just changed that now yeah and just that feeling of guilt I think you know we want to do everything we can mm -hmm. to do what you're you guys are saying and that's champion the other person yeah. and i always feel like that that makes people feel so safe yeah, yeah. Exactly. you get the truest version of someone you know um our words are so powerful and sometimes when when there's conflict and there's stress in a home in a marriage then that can make someone feel their walls are up mm -hmm. yeah because right. you lose trust yeah right. but trust is built through forgiveness mm -hmm. I, you know, one of one of the key values in leadership, I always think, is I can't hold on to offense because it will break my stride. Right. Yeah. Unforgiveness in a marriage, so you hold on to that bitterness that could cost your marriage. Yeah. yeah. Months. Yeah. Years, because you you, you, so you got bitter and you see it happen in people, mm -hmm. and like you said, it's a decision mm -hmm. you you make, and you'll practically walk it out. But it's like I can't afford our house. Yeah. Right. Can't handle this energy. Our house yeah, yeah. can't handle this friction our kids our world we i've got to be the bigger person here mm -hmm. get over whatever happened work through it and and forgive yeah any thoughts on it for you erica um yeah I, uh, marriage teaches you like a lot about yourself like they both said but um i think forgiveness has a lot to do with forfeiting the right to be right mm. i think some right. like we're mm. both youngest um children in the lineup wow so you can imagine like we both like our way mm -hmm. um and i think sometimes in an argument or whatever the situation is um it's acknowledging fault on both sides mm. and you have to exercise grace yep. and exercise forgiveness right. and exercise like letting go of the right to be right for the sake of the unity of yep. the family mm. of the friendship of the marriage of yep. um sometimes it feels good to be right but it doesn't feel yeah. good to be disunified right. yeah right yeah. like that feels horrible yeah and so i'd rather let that go mm. and create space for more of a safe conversation yeah than be right yeah like it's not so, worth it no it's just not you worth know it. that that's that's yeah especially as a husband it's like you could be right but you can make the other person feel so small <laughs> yeah. and so bad. It's like right. you, you, oh, you won, but you lost. Yeah. And everybody, you lo everyone yeah, and loses. everybody loses. Yeah. Because yeah. as we know, happy wife, happy <laughs> life. <laughs> Four kids in. And that, that saying is more true today than ever before. Uh, I want to talk about uh, creating a healthy relationship, creating a healthy marriage, creating a healthy uh, a home. Um, you know, that's kind of our whole life as leaders is yeah. trying to create health. Mm -hmm. Health again, always starts with me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I cannot go like, well, she's really healthy and she's doing good. So that in turn, our home's going to be mm -hmm. good. Yeah. It actually is a hundred percent dependent upon me and her to both be healthy. Yeah. And so I think that's why it's important to always sit down and go, how you doing? Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, how you feeling? What's going on? Talk to me. Do you feel good right now? Are you, are you, are you worried? Are you pressed? Are you concerned? Is there anything bothering you? Those checkups are so important because basically what you're asking is, are we healthy? Yeah. What are some habits that you guys create? We'll go back to you, Drew. What are some habits that you guys create or some things that you do that create health? And I'll say that if you don't do these things, you can tell it can turn toxic or it can turn bad, turn negative pretty quick. Sure. My wife loves to talk. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm an no one, I feel no like one, I'm like, and you're an no one listening like, can relate. I feel like I'm like intruding on like a guy conversation, but just, so just like making sure I'm I'm speaking for the wives. You know? You're like, that's right, I do. I mean, yeah, she like, does. Well, <laughs> I wake up in the morning and I need like three or four hours to wake up. Taylor wakes up in the morning. She's like, that, that'll change. That baby, really that baby's about to She's change. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Friday didn't change. I've uh, yeah, in the last five years of marriage, I've worked in getting better at. Um, just coming home and giving her my full attention. That's great. And just knowing each other's needs, knowing each other, you yeah. know, giving you know, giving her my attention, giving her my time. Maybe yeah. you know, at the end of a, end of a day, I all I want to do is go be in my head and be yeah. introverted. But um, that that's the biggest thing is is not just hearing her, but making her feel heard mm. and uh, being there for her. I think is yeah. been the biggest thing.
yeah. yeah it's such a tension right like we we instill it into our kids that our guests get the best mm-hmm. yeah. and we right. kind of live in this world where it's like we're actually more kind to people on the outside we're more engaged to strangers and like mm-hmm. co-workers yeah. Yeah. than we are to our spouse right. yeah that we are to the people that matter the most that's something that i've really been challenged as we as i get older and i give away that you know sometimes i can come home and you know just want to watch sports center or you know just want to just scroll on social media and just kind of just check out and and i know that if i do that i'm saying yes to my needs right but i'm i'm saying no to hers yeah and that that can create a distance right where you know the thing about marriage is that you don't want to go a couple months without a check-in yeah you know it just kind of like just has to happen in the flow in the lifestyle how how was today Mm -hmm. how are you feeling today and um and not going like oh everybody out there is going to get my best but everybody right. in here is going to get the worst version yeah. of me yeah that is creating a toxic environment right. and that will create a lot of unhealth what are some things that you guys do um you know to create health in your in your house and in your marriage um yeah i think one thing uh, first thing that came to my mind was uh recently we started cooking at home Nice. Which I so love cooking. Like, that is great. <laughs> Financially, it's great. But also, like, I'm a creative. I just, I, I used to want to be a chef when what I was do a little you make? kid. T- tell me. I didn't know oh, this everything. about you. So, really? Yes. Everything. Uh, tell me more. We what do I get in my invite? Yeah, we cheat because we do, like, the L.A. thing where you get, like, a bag. Oh, uh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Smart. Green smart. chef. So we get, yeah, hey, that's we get fine. three that's meals fine. a week. And, uh, but you, you cook it all. And I always cook. But yeah. I love it. I want to cook. So I'm like, she asked me the other day, do you want to cook? I'm like, no, 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 no. This is, I love it. Like I'm in the kitchen, her and Mila are hanging out. That's so fun. Um, but I think <laughs> in that, like, um, yeah, just learning to unplug. We've like, I don't know. It was probably over a month ago. We had a really busy season and time. And we noticed that we would come home. We'd put Mila, you know, we'd hang out as a family, hang out with our daughter. And then we'd uh, turn on the TV and we'd, you know, I'd watch Sports Center, then we'd watch a show. And that stuff's fun and exciting, but um, we had one of those check ins. Yeah. And we're like, you know what? Like, we need to stop doing that. Like, we need to yeah. unplug and have our time as a, a couple, especially with, with a kid. I think mm. y- the main thing is us, because if we're not good, then yeah. our family's not going to be yeah. good. Mila's not going to get our best together right. as a unit. So doing dinners together yeah. and, um, we even do we try to do highs and lows of the day which yeah, i know yeah. that's we took that from you guys and we always ask mila what's your high and low yeah, she, she doesn't, she doesn't she talk no yet. She yeah, just, no she doesn't care yeah yeah, yeah yeah so um doing that but also trying to be more intentional yeah. on like turning you know don't turn on the show don't turn on tv yeah. but just turn on some music and just yeah hang on if, even if we have to do something and we're, we do it and put it down we don't get distracted by another screen in front of us yeah, yeah. but just unplug and kind of hang out yeah the other the other night i came home and, and you know the kids finally went down to bed and i sat down with julia and i just you know asked her how she's doing and we end up talking for like an hour or so and and at the end of it she goes thank you so much for talking to me no, it was just like, oh my God, that's so, that's so sweet. Yeah. But do you not feel like I, like I was just like, it would, but it was came from this genuine, sincere yeah. place. Like, yeah. hey, thank you. I don't think I would have slept good. I don't know how I would have felt yeah. about the circumstance and where we're at and my yeah. life and everything that's going on. Had we not just talked for an hour and just talked through yeah. what's going on and our kids and the world that we're in and, yeah. you know, so on and so forth. But I just, I think it is that effective yes that literally your your spouse your significant other goes thank you yeah thank you for paying attention to me yeah thank you for listening thank you for giving me your undivided attention yeah yeah it's so powerful erica what about you i think a lot of what um roman was talking about too is going back to like um like cultivating our friendship yeah like we were the greatest of friends when we were dating like that's what we always loved about each other um and i think we do ministry together we parent together like we do a lot we work a lot together we always work together and so we can slump into like we're gonna work on this thing in the office Mm. and then we're gonna go home and work and then we're gonna Mm. put me down and then go to bed um i think 
just that intentionality of like, how was your day? And like, what did you think about the Lakers? Yeah. Like me, like talking like normal people to yeah. each yeah, other. Yeah. Um, and I'm like the worst. I'm always either like on my phone or doing something. <laughs> no, you're great. So I really you're have great. to like try to not do that. But I yeah. think exactly what the, what you were saying is carving out that intentional time and being friends, like hanging yeah. out. Right. So you know? important. Best compliment I always gave Erica when we were dating. I was like, I feel like if it was just me and you in a room, empty room, and we we're stuck in there, we'd have the best time ever. So that's fire. You're that's, awesome. That's uh, that, and and you know, that's a signal to the single people. It's like, yeah, what are you really drawn to? Yeah. Is like companionship, yeah, yeah. friendship, and um, that's my concern. It, you know, like in this dating era, it's like, it's so much of it is from the the, the aesthetic yeah. and the image management. It's like, no, nah, like. None of that stuff matters. Right. Yeah. You know what really matters? Like someone with character. Yes. Yeah. Someone that's really kind. Someone that's compatible. Yeah. Someone that you have chemistry with. Yeah. I think the chemistry is like the most, like one of the most important things. Like yes. We actually get along. Yeah. We actually could like, let's get, go on a plane and go to New York and just have, have fun. fun. And yet, yeah. Just, that's so important, that yeah. friendship. I want to talk about, uh, we're going to get to two uh, segments in just a moment. Uh, one brand new segment. Uh, that you're going to love. And then we're going to get to this month's top five. But I want to ask this question before we do. So all relationships come to this place where you can sense something's broke here. Mm -hmm. Like This is broke. This is not working. Not the relationship is not working, but how we're operating. Right. You know, whether we're not fighting fair, we're not communicating effectively, we're not on the same schedule, mm -hmm. you know, kind of relationships kind of, I find they go well, they go well, they go well. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait, wait, we got to make some changes. Yeah. we got to make some adjustments for it to get healthy. Every time something has been broken in our marriage, we've just said, we're going to fix it. Yeah. We're going to fix it. We're going to hire this person. Mm -hmm. We're going to get rid of this person. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to change our schedule. We're going to not fly so much. We're going to change our weekly schedule. Mm -hmm. We're going to make the value to be home four nights a week, so on and so forth. Yeah. How do you tell, how can you tell when something is broken? What is a mm -hmm. sign that you go? I know that things aren't working well in my relationship when I feel this, or I sense that, like, what are some signs? Erica, yeah. what do you think? Um, I think when I'm quick to get frustrated or like snappy, yep. um, I always know the issue's not the issue if we're like mm. bickering over random, mm. like, right. this is always par for the course. Like, why did you go down that street? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that fight I is do actually not like that. about that. <laughs> and we I need... can't blame ways. It's just no. like, is you're mad at something that argument is actually just that i feel overwhelmed we have a busy month and like we haven't sat down and talked about our schedule yeah yeah, yeah. and you know like it's I, that's when i always know something's just not like yeah we're just nothing is clicking nothing's on the same page yep. it always goes back to like a 30 minute conversation yep. of clear like it's usually for me it's when i i don't feel like in control of our schedule and yep. if we're not on the same page about that yep but that's always like uh side effect i guess yeah you know what i'm saying yeah no it just reminds me of that 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 old saying like a, a family that doesn't huddle together will never score a touchdown together yeah you yeah. think about it an nf like a football team one of the things they're always doing is they're getting in a huddle and they're drawing up the same play yeah so that when they go to attack and they execute they can actually be effective and score a touchdown yeah families are the same way if you don't huddle together you know yeah. once a week you don't huddle together every night you're never going to be effective. Yeah. So what's actually slowing us down is not our ability. It's our lack of huddle. Right. Yeah. Our lack of connectivity, our yeah. lack of intimacy. Yeah. Intim intimacy creates such freedom. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and such power, such momentum. So yeah, yeah, you're right. That little, that little, <laughs> why'd you take, why'd you Side take comments. Vine? Yeah. <laughs> you could have taken Rossmore. Yeah. Is a sign that we're not <laughs> we're not connected right now. Yeah, yeah. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. Yeah. Rome, what do you think? Yeah, I think kind of what Eric was saying is spot on with that. And I think it's like what when like the worst part of yourselves is your gut reaction. Mm. Is mm. like, you know, when you know, like when someone's bitter in a room or someone's like not right, they're not laughing, they're not like the worst part of that person. They're a good person. They're yeah, you know, you know the best part of them but when the worst part of them shows yeah. up yeah i think exposes that and i think 
to to me and obviously this is this is the the struggle is like forecasting that seeing that into yeah. the future you know what are what aren't we doing that we used to do kind of thing and i think for us a lot it's a lot of taking something away like what you were saying like you know our world is getting so advanced relationships have never changed they're the most old school type of thing like yeah they really are like need that conversation yeah. need that talk so for us i think it's a lot of taking stuff out of our lives not so much that you add stuff but a lot of it is stripping it down to back to like the basics of what it yeah. is and i think yeah that's exposed when the worst part of your partner comes out and you're like i know that's not me taking a, a ride on vine you know? yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's something else you can always tell when there's a little extra energy behind yeah. it yeah 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 that, which is which is just kind of like that sinking feeling like okay do we want to talk now yeah or do you want to talk <laughs> oh my gosh that's the worst feeling you do or do you want to wait till the you know the kids go to bed yeah, <laughs> yeah. i want to talk now yeah yeah <laughs> drew what about you what, what do you guys do when you when you sense it you know it that something's broken here you got to fix it oh man i think i just get cranky i get tired <laughs> and i get cranky i think i think we always just know whenever we we, we have decision fatigue if we Ooh. have things we need yeah, to like wow. oh we got to do this or we need to do the budget or we got to do this we're yeah. there, there's there's usually little things that we just oh we need, we need to like we need to clean up house here we need to make a little tweak here i think those are always the 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 factors for us is um whenever you start dreading the little decisions and you start oh we got to do this we got to do this sometimes you've got to get your house in order yep and you just got to like you know find those little things maybe there's something here that's yep. you know you're losing a little a little energy i think coming back to that and just regrouping yep and communicating and talking that's always yep. our center point yeah yep it reminds me of that verse uh it says catch for us the little foxes yeah, yeah. so they don't spoil the vineyard mm -hmm. catch for us the little it's the little yeah. things it's it's right. rarely this big yep. you know bear that's at your front door that's going to pummel you it's these little attitudes little yep. schedule little comp little and it's like that little thing if I, you know it's like uh, when a when a carpet has that you know string starts coming up out of that carpet if i don't nip that thing yeah. it's gonna make a mess yeah yep. and i gotta catch that stuff early i gotta catch that stuff quick because it's gonna right. save me yeah right so good. i always think what is the motivation to resolve what is the motivation mm -hmm. to fix the broken things it's that it's, the cost is so great. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. going to end up costing you more than you ever wanted to pay. So it's just right. worth it to sit down. It's yep. worth it to resolve. It's worth it to forgive. It's worth it to fix that thing and create that health again. There is no greater feeling than going to bed with your head on the pillow, knowing there's harmony yeah. here. Yeah. 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 There's right. unity here. Right. We're in a good place. It's just like, man, life is good. doesn't matter how much money you have or don't have. Yeah. It's just like life is good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You know? We're going to come back and we're going to keep talking about relationships, but we're going to go to two new segments right now. Okay, this brand new segment, I think you're going to like it. It's called Things We're Excited About. Things We're Excited About, our first guest for that is none other than Drew Smith. Man, I'm excited. <laughs> we have coming up our second EP. Yeah. How are you feeling about it? Oh, man, I'm so excited. You are? So excited. This is going to be such an exciting season for us. Uh, for our team, um, really believe like these songs are going to be uh, really special for our church and uh, for people listening. I really uh, just feel like God did something really special through these songs, yeah. and uh, I'm really proud of it. I think yeah. it's gonna be great. Four new songs, mm -hmm. of course. Be okay, you know, st crushing the hat Reppin'. today, repping all the way. Be okay was fantastic. <laughs> uh, our first EP, and I think it's just exciting to put out more creativity, more yeah. art. Um, you know, that what's, what's the, the satisfaction is not in what it does. The satisfaction is in creating right. and knowing that you've been called to create for God. Right. Um, what, what, what do, what do we expect out of these four songs? It's, it's really kind of four different songs. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's kind of a mixtape a little bit. Right. I think it's really, um, unique to us. It's unique to Zoe. Um, it's kind of a collection of the, the people in our in our house it's yeah it's very different stylistically some of the songs are um in quite a bit of contrast musically creatively um and i think it's just a reflection of the the people that we have in our church we have so many amazingly talented people so many um you know creative just super gifted people yeah um that serve in our house are so involved and invested um 
it's just really cool because I think the, the the word that comes to mind for me is just authentic. Yep. It's just natural. It's, yep. it's who we are. Yep. And um, that's what I'm most proud about. That's yeah. what I'm really excited about. Yeah, I'm excited because I feel like um, when I hear it, it sounds like Zoe. Yeah. You know, it does. Whatever that sound is. We're only, it's only our second EP, <laughs> so like we don't really like, we don't you know, know, we haven't developed our sound all the way. But when I hear it, I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. That sounds like Zoe. It sounds like what I would expect from, you know, us. Right. Um, I also really like the labor of love of the wrestle that we've done lyrically yep. through through scripture. Yep. You know, I, I always it always bothers me when I when I sing worship songs and I'm like, oh, I don't know if that's in the Bible. You know, I like yep. singing stuff where I'm like, oh, I know that verse. Yeah. Yep. I know that truth. I know that promise. Um, there's a lot of scripture in it, right? How did how how did you guys land there with it? It was really special. I mean, uh, obviously, I mean, there's there's something powerful about scripture, obviously, and I think whenever we sing scripture, it just builds that conviction, that yeah. faith in us. Yes, you know, whenever you can see you can see just a room flip when we're in a moment of worship and we're yep. singing out scripture, we're yep. singing out what we really believe, and we're yep. we're standing in that conviction. You can just you can just sense the faith rising up. That's right. Um, and that's something we really, really wanted to um, um, make our our center point all about is is we're we're singing for our church and we're singing the word of God. Yep. And um, some of my favorite, I mean, it, some of these songs just had when we wrote one of the songs, "All That Matters." Yeah. It's a really beautiful, beautiful song, worship song that uh, our church just loves, and it's it is it does so well in our church. Um, I still have like the voice memo when we were writing it and it's like a 45 minute and we were just praying and we were talking and wow. just talking about what what this song meant to us and there was one uh one point where one of the girls was just reading straight scripture verse after verse wow. after verse after verse and you could just even even listening to the voice memo i should i think i played it for you we it's just so powerful you can just feel the faith Wow. And the, the Holy Spirit just so evident wow. in that moment. And it was just such wow. a beautiful moment just to um, sense even in the very beginning stages when we were writing and yeah. we were just talking about what it meant to us and what God has done for us. And, and, yeah. and you know, on a very personal level and, and, and what it means for our church, it was just yeah. so powerful. And that's what I'm really excited about is, um, yeah, it's just it's it's scripture it's the word of god absolutely you know so powerful yeah yeah and, and it's it's for every song that's coming out yeah. there's so much truth in it well uh we're excited thank you for your leadership thank you for leaning in to create something that people can listen to i think i just saw you know for us is just you know we're just getting started in this worship thing and i saw that be okay just hit 1.5 million Great. streams for yeah. us in our little church plant. <laughs> that is such a cool thing. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm believing that it, this, these songs are going to touch places that, yeah. you know, maybe uh, we never dreamt it would end up on somebody's playlist and, you know, them being in the gym or whatever, that it'd right. be something crazy and, and, and got to use it. So things we are excited about 2019 fall be okay. Yeah. Right. Anything is possible. <laughs> all right we're coming into this month's top five and i want to talk together about building a volunteer culture remember our job as a leader is not to do the work but to empower others on how to be a great leader this is what jesus was so good at this is what the bible has called us to do and actually why there's a grace on our lives to lead it's not we're not the Lone Ranger. We're not to be heroes. We're not to build loyalty to ourselves. We're actually to take all the influence, all the grace, all the authority we have, and to give it away, dispense it, throw it away. It means you give it to people. Of course, they've got to be trusted. They've got to be people that have proven themselves. But we've got to send people out so they can do the work. That is and you can look it up, Ephesians 4, 11 and 12. So I'm going to give you five things when it comes to building a volunteer culture. Volunteer culture is so important if you're going to do anything successful in life. Here's the first one. Number one, my role is to raise leaders and build teams. I love this thought. My role, what is my ultimate role? My role is to raise up leaders and to build healthy, awesome, vibrant teams. 
raising leaders, uh, of course, we would know by the Great Commission, uh, Matthew 28, uh, go therefore in all the nations and make disciples. What is a disciple? A disciple is a wholehearted, committed follower of the teachings and the teacher. So they're a follower of Jesus. I could also use the word disciple, take that out and use the word leader, make leaders, make fishers of men is my goal. This is my role in life. My role is to just raise up as many leaders, disciple as many people as possible and to somehow get them onto a team that they can flourish. Doesn't matter what team it is, as long as it fits their personality, their gifting, their grace. This is my whole lot in life is just finding how can I raise them? How can I raise them up? And then how can I empower them to not just do it themselves, but to be a part of a team, be a part of a church so they can go out and do the work of the ministry. Number two, my responsibility. So the first one is role. And the second one is my responsibility. It's my responsibility to bring volunteers to the table to teach them how to follow Jesus and how to build church effectively. Again, we're talking about a volunteer culture, really talking to church leaders. And this is my responsibility. It's my responsibility to bring people to the table, to recruit them to be a part of this thing that we're doing. So I've got to teach them two things. Number one, my first role is to teach them how to follow Jesus. And then my second responsibility is to teach them how to build church effectively. Hey, this is, this is when you need to show up. Hey, this is how you honor up, honor down, and honor all around. This is how you make church great. Church is not built on the gifts and the talents of a few. It's built off the sacrifice of many. So it's my responsibility. Somebody put this in me. Somebody taught me. Somebody raised me up. Now I have the responsibility to take all the good that I've got and give it away. I will not be successful if someone just invests into me, teaches me, mentors me, and it stays here, I will only be successful. And the biggest mandate or responsibility that I have is giving this stuff away. Now, of course, the Bible says, don't throw your pearls before swine. Really, don't waste your time on someone that is not hungry for it, someone's not humble, someone that's not leaning in. Come on, we're talking about leadership leaning. But when I do sense that and I do see that, what is my responsibility? My responsibility is not to get them to serve me. My responsibility is to serve them to the best of my ability and to empower them to first of all love Jesus and to second of all get every cheat code, every great practice, everything I know about building church and instill it into them. And so they have a heart for the house like I do and they know how to build church effectively. Number three, now it's my privilege. My privilege is to include as many people as I can. I love this thought. My, it is, this is my privilege. So I go from my role is this, my responsibility, and then I just internalize it and I go, this is an honor. It is my privilege to pass on what's been passed to me. It is my privilege to go out and to do my best to raise up leaders. It, this is such a joy. The Bible says in Psalm 103, serve the Lord with gladness. Do all of this work with a joyful spirit. This is awesome. And not only do I get to do it, but I want to include as many people as I can. You know, the thing about a volunteer culture is you can't turn it on on Sundays. You got to just include everyone that's around all the time. Just include the other day, my wife, she traveled out of town. She went to Minnesota. And she was preaching at a women's conference. Uh, shout out to River Valley Church. And, um, and I was home with all four kids. Now, you better believe that your boy did not just stay home with all four kids. But I got on my phone and I started including as many people as possible on that Friday night. And by the time the Friday night was in its height, we had tons of people in the house and kids watching Toy Story 4 and popcorn and treats. And, you know, we're watching outside the Dodger game and I'm just including because I can't turn on inclusion on Sunday. Inclusion has to be a lifestyle. Jesus just grabbed 
times the 12 and then he's got 70 and then he's got a huge crowd on the mountain and he's just he's inclusive by nature if you want to be a great leader you can't go alone you got to include people in the process include people along the way and don't turn it on as a light switch just make it who you are you're not exclusive you're inclusive by nature number four now it's my goal my goal is to work as hard as i can monday through saturday to ensure that as many people are as involved as possible so this is my goal my goal is not to see what i can get my goal is not about how much accolade or success or recognition i can get my goal is to include to empower to release to recruit as many people as possible now again people love jesus all the time by the way one time he preaches on a mountain half the crowd leaves they're like this guy's crazy he looks at the guys he goes hey do you guys want to leave too so not everybody has to stay and not everybody's going to want to do this but my goal is to include hey i know you look like you wouldn't be maybe a church person but I see a call of God in your life. Hey, hey, Zacchaeus, get get down from the tree. God's doing something in you. Hey, guys, I know you're fishing right now for fish, but I can teach you how to be a fisher for men. By the way, God never made you one way to use you another way. The gifting and the grace and the temperament and the personality, the way that God made you is the way he wants to use you. So that's why Jesus can say, the same tactic, that same work ethic, that same strategy used for fish. I'm going to teach you how to apply some of those same truths and principles. Now you're going to fish for men. My goal is to include anybody and everybody in a volunteer culture and to see their lives take off. So I've got a role. I've got a responsibility. This is my privilege. This is my goal. And the last one, number five, is my right is to give what I've decided in my heart. That's my right. My right is to give. The Bible says each man must give what he has purposed or decided in his heart. So listen, don't give away what you have to. Give away what you want to. I want all the treasure, all the truths, all the principles, all the stuff that I've learned. I want to give it away. I want to give it away in a podcast. I want to give it away in a leadership teaching. I want to give it away one-on-one. I want to give it away. Just, I felt like, what song was that? Give it away, give it away, give it away now. I want to give it away. This is my, this is my goal. This is my privilege. This is my responsibility. And this is my right. I have the right to withhold this or I have the right to pour it out. I love the apostle Paul. He says, I I've been poured out like a drink offering. If you want to build a volunteer culture, you've got to pour out your life and pour out everything you've got into the people that are with you. We work hard for those that work hard for us. We give our best to the best. And the best are those that are volunteering their time. They're working at other occupation. They've got a full-time job and they're giving up four hours, six hours to build God's house. They're going to get our best. Top five. I love that. Volunteer culture. We love you. And we'll see you next month. All right. So uh, we're talking about relationships. And um, I know that there's a number of people that are watching that are married. And I know that all all of the thoughts on uh, that that type of relationship are so valuable. You guys have added so much. I want to include our single friends Mm -hmm. or the ones that are dating. Yeah. What are some signs that you would say to somebody, this is not a relationship that I would encourage you to be in. You're dating or you're interested in this type of person and it's not going to work out if this is who they are Mm -hmm. and where they're at right now. Cause I, what what I don't believe it, I don't believe in, in like missionary dating. Right. You know, like, yeah, that ain't it. Like, like, but I hope he's a good guy. Sure he is. You know, I, he's there, you know, she, she doesn't mean it. (laughs) Yes, she does. (laughs) She does. You know, it's like, she did it. She meant it. I, I always think that, you know, you can't, you can't date potential. Right. You gotta be with promise. Totally. That there's a promise here. So good. 
you know, and the, and the difference between that really is going like, potentially they could be awesome, but since they're not right now, I'm going to let them develop mm. into where it's like, man, there's, there's well, the future's promising with this person. Yeah. What are some signs? Roman, let's start with you. What are some signs that you would go like, hey, I would really just say you got to steer clear yeah. if, if you're seeing this. Yeah, I think um, there's, I would, yeah, like, obviously character um drive vision all that stuff is very alignment with what you're doing what you want to yeah. do all that stuff is, i think is a given i think um i was actually literally talking about this with someone in our connect group the other night but i think a big sign is the agreement of your friends and family man i think because yeah, the person can be doing. absolutely amazing yeah i'm not gonna tell my personal story about this <laughs> but um no but those like if if you're like, hey, this is a girl that I want to date, yeah. blah blah blah. This should be an excitement. There yeah. should be yeah. such yes. a. It, it's very obvious and it's mm -hmm. very quick. A quick read. Yeah. It doesn't take yeah. long to realize. Okay, my friends are excited. My, yeah. I remember one of my friends was dating a girl and no one had the guts to tell him that she wasn't the one. And I think that's like, I, because no one wants to be the person to like discourage someone from dating someone that they're yeah. really interested. But on, on the flip side, the person that's dating them, it should be yeah. really obvious that your yes. friends and family, the people that know you the most, the people yeah. that know, like you see the best in you know that this person is not for yeah. you. So I think just 100%. real quick, like if you're dating someone, ask your friends, they're probably <laughs> yeah. going to tell you, you know, you should date them, whatever. I don't know. If you, have you ever had to have that conversation? Yeah. Yeah. That is a real conversation. Yeah. It is it it's is a so... real sad thing when it backfires. <laughs> it's so <awkward>. they <laughs> actually get married. Yeah, they actually yeah. get married. Like, oh, it really I'm changes so the relationship. Because guess what? The 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 other person always finds out about yes. your real opinion. Yeah, it always it's it, <laughs> You're like my bad. Yeah, it's just like yeah. <laughs> but not really. This is like my bad. You were different back then. You were different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've, you're aligned now. <laughs> There's promise yeah. now. We're excited now. That yeah. the rings on the finger. Yeah, now we are. Exactly. Yeah, but I think that's just a big thing. Just like the natural, like quick reaction buzz. Like people that you yeah. look up to, people that you uh, include into your like that al you allow to speak into your life. Yeah. What what's their get? You can. It's yeah. such a quick read. Yeah. yeah, they're either excited, ecstatic, over the top, or they're not. Yeah, I think a couple of things with it. It's like any any big decision, which I would say a relationship is like one of the biggest decisions yeah. in your life so major the the lid on your life usually has to do with who you've married so yeah. true and if you marry well there is no lid yep but if you marry poorly there's a massive lid i have seen i have seen bad marriages and marrying the wrong person take out some of the greatest mm -hmm. people yeah. in the world yeah, yeah. And so it's usually not talent or a lack thereof. It's usually just marrying poorly. Yeah. And, and, and always the common denominator there is no one gets to speak into the relationship. Yeah. When, when people get couple cult and couple cult starts happening, I start going, oh, all you're, bad. You're, you're, it's all bad. It's all done because, because relationships are best lived out in community. Yeah. yeah. But I always know that it, it is the right relationship is the right decision when my parents and my pastors are in agreement. Yeah. yeah. If my parents are not with this and my pastors are not with this, this is, this is a dead giveaway that this is probably the wrong yeah. person. Another sign that I always think, and it's really interesting, this thought, because right now we live in such an era where mental health is such a real reality. Mm -hmm. yeah. But I would say someone advised me before Julie and I got married. Um, marry a Christian. That's a, that's a, that's a, well, it's a given, of right. course. It's like not even a, a, yeah. a, like a, a decision for right. us. Like, duh. But this guy told me, don't just marry someone that loves God, marry someone that loves life. Mm. Yes. If they don't have the joy of life, life is going to be hard for you. Yeah. Yeah. I would say wow. it's really hard for anybody to be in a relationship where the other person doesn't love life. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like wake up happy. Right. <laughs> wow. God is good. Yeah. We're going to have fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> everything's gonna work out yeah like i get mental health issues and, and it's a real hard the thing about mental health is like no one chooses to have yeah. mental health so yeah. they have such a compassion and such a grace yeah. that is such a sensitive uh thing to deal with yeah. and, and my heart goes out to anyone um you know my experience with people with mental health is like and julia's helped me understand this she's like hey you know you have to understand you wake up happy 
not everybody yeah. has that. Yeah. yeah. Not everybody has that ability. Yeah. Like you yeah. wake up and you're like, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm like, Ariba, yes. Andale. Yes. Yeah. But not everybody has that. Yeah. So I would say be very, very slow mm-hmm. and and really take stock and inventory. Right who you're dating because yeah. you got to see yes does this person love life mm-hmm. are my parents and my pastors with this yeah those are signs i go there's a future here mm-hmm. yeah right. drew what, what would you say where's some signs you go i don't know if this is well i love what you guys were saying about you guys just just recognize from the beginning you guys were just best friends yeah and i think really recognizing that and and beyond the chemistry and beyond the the honeymoon phase or whatever you want to whatever you want to say i think whenever you really invest into that relationship mm. and you really get to um a little bit more more intimate knowing the person at a deeper level i think you start to really realize the depths of your friendship mm. and and i think that's ama- that's great what you were saying about you know are, do we bring life to each other yeah do we recognize that and do we um, build each other up. Do we, we do we encourage each other? Do we do we have fun? You know, yeah. like I, I love what you were saying about that. That's yeah, that's great. Yeah, and, and and that's a sign you go like, oh, this is good because it's like it doesn't need to be physical. It doesn't yeah. need yeah. to. It's not dependent right. upon these right. things that in two years are not going to matter. Exactly. Right. Yeah. You know what really matters is right. the friendship. Yeah. Right. What really matters is the. I think that's why the Bible says charm is deceitful and beauty is passing. Yeah. But yeah. a woman that fears the Lord that's that's a wife (laughs) that's the that's that's the one to pursue erica what do you think i love this topic um i um if you have any like red flags or things that come up when you're dating a person it won't change because you get married yeah it only gets magnified right because when you're dating it's a season of life yep. and there's a certain, there's a level of intimacy that you reach when you're dating that yep. you will not reach until you're married. That's right. And so you find out more things about your spouse after yep. you're married. Yep. And I think the big greatest piece of advice I got when uh, Roman and I were dating uh, was someone told me, well, just don't play house. Mm. And I was like, what? Like, what do you mean by that? And I remember um, her telling me like, well, you're not like his wife you're his girlfriend in this season so make sure like you make decisions as like an adult for yourself until you're ready to make decisions as a wife with a husband um and so i think sometimes we just get really accelerated in relationships and we um out of maybe loneliness or out of liking attention we make ourselves think that that person is promise yep when in actuality they're potential Wow. So if, you know, um, I, I, we have an amazing shameless plug leadership college and we have so many amazing, um, <laughs> girls that are like driven, great leaders, yeah. ready to go. And I always tell them like, you gotta find, um, when you're dating someone, you can't be dragging someone along and vice versa. If you're a yeah. guy dating girl, like if you drag them along when you're dating, you're going to drag them along when you're married Wow. and you need somebody that, um, can just kind of like catch up with you on yep. the race that yep. you're running yep. and not like people that you're waiting to catch up with you on the way. Well, there you go. You know, so, yep. um, yeah. I would think that that's exactly how it should go, right? Like my head is down. Yeah. Just I'm serving God. Do your thing. I'm doing my thing. Yeah. And I should one day just yeah. kind of look up and go, wow, you know who's right next to me doing the same thing? Yeah. It cannot be I'm loving, serving given working on my character and so-and-so's back here but man yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna come back and, but i'm bored <laughs> you know it's that yeah. whole thing like it's always easier to pull someone down yeah than it is to pull right. someone out there's a tension within that yeah and the tension within that i'll never forget my dad told me uh one time years ago my my brother was still in high school i was in bible college and i came home and my brother had this girlfriend and she was you know she had a lot of uh, issues a lot of background stuff i remember saying something like a remark to my dad about this girl that my brother was dating kind of like you know she's got issues you know da da da, da. and my dad kind of got after me a bit and he was like <laughs> well you know when your mom found me i was a mess wow yeah wow and then we had this other couple that was over and he said you know and, and i forget their names when she found him he was a mess but your mom took a risk on me mm. and she took a risk on him so i always think there's a tension within yeah. that yeah, yeah. That it's like so and so could be broken. We're all broken, 
but if I can see that they're leaning in to yeah. serve, exactly. leaning in turn to, yeah. to grow, there's not like insubordination yes. and I don't want, you know, mm-hmm. blah, 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 that whole thing. So like true. I can't work with that. No. Yeah. yeah. But there's something about humility and yeah. a brokenness yeah. and an authenticity that brings trust yep. and goes, you could see this person's going to grow pretty yeah. fast. Yeah, exactly. And it's all because of the spirit of who they are. Yep. I love talking about relationships and there's so many little uh, nuances and, uh-huh. and, and tricks to it. And, you know, I think so much of life and leadership is just trying to find cheat codes. Yeah. yeah. Just yes. give me your best practice. Like you were using the example of highs and lows. Yeah. We do it every night at, at dinner, you know, and I'm just always just trying to go like, give me your cheat code. Yeah. Give me your cheat yeah. code. Give me, you get around people like a Levi Lusco lives so deliberately yeah. and go, I, I know you got cheat codes and, <laughs> and getting around leadership. I think that's why we're talking about leadership in this subject is because hopefully out of this conversation, a couple of people go, I took that reality. Yeah. I took that right. truth. I took that promise. I do, that. I'm doing what they did did and um, just talking about it makes us get better this conversation right now makes me a better husband yeah yeah, yeah. it really does it yeah, makes me so more intentional and and and, and inspires me to sure, go home yeah. and i might need to buy flowers on the way home hey. <laughs> it's great i might need to go home and make some fresh guac you gotta do it <laughs> the key chef the key to my wife's heart is <laughs> through so guacamole. Funny. yeah yeah i might need to go home and vacuum everything hey. and she would just that's go a gr- that's great she would go wow what's gotten into you that is that is equivalent to flowers you know just look her in the eyes and go i'm in love with you <laughs> <laughs> she's like thanks for talking to me <laughs> thank you, thank you so much. <laughs> is that so sincere she's so sweet she's like i love her thanks for talking to me best <laughs> person best. ever this is so awesome yeah well this has been a fun conversation Come on. yeah your first, time. first time your first time first time not your last hey <laughs> i passed the test like what, what am i a prophet okay we love you guys leadership <laughs> lean in we'll see you next month <laughs>